It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Happy Monday to you. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you in what is the final week of me hosting the Locked On Bengals podcast. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. There will be a replacement. There will be someone filling uh, the void here as I uh, continue to make my way um, up and and get myself uh, acclimated to Cleveland, and I'll be launching a a podcast there. Stay tuned for details on that. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'm excited because look, you're still going to get the Daily Bengals content. This is Uh, the final week of the Bengals podcast. I'm hoping that they can get a coaching hire done this week. So we'll see if that happens. I certainly hope so, because I'd love to talk about the Bengals' new coach. We'll do that on today's show. We'll also talk about the NFL playoffs a bit and how the Bengals can relate. But let's dive into it, because the coaching search is something that, you know, there are a bunch of teams in the NFL that are all over right now. I mean, all over. There's eight vacancies I believe uh you're hearing Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay you're hearing Josh McDaniels in Green Bay you're hearing all these different names in Cleveland uh Arizona's bringing in uh different candidates and it's it's a lot right it is a lot to keep up with I mean the coaching searches uh no one's hired a coach yet it feels like Bruce Arians could get that job in Tampa Bay if he wants it and I'm just thinking and obviously uh, those of you who listen to the podcast know I'm joking about uh, Hugh Jackson on Twitter at James Erpine. Um, but but I don't deep down I don't think it's going to be Hugh Jackson. I don't. Um, I talked to someone last week who thought that it might be Vance Joseph, and and I could see that. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting over the weekend, probably the most interesting thing, and yeah, they met with Eric Bieniemy according to reports, um, or they were scheduled to at least, and they were supposed to meet with multiple other candidates over the past couple of days, but that the Bengals requested Gary Kubiak, who's a, a special, I, I don't want to say special assistant, special advisor in Denver right now, and they requested permission to interview him, along with the, the Atlanta Falcons did this as well, to interview him for their offensive coordinator position. And, and to me, that's, that's quite interesting, because why would you, if you're the Bengals, try to interview Kubiak for your offensive coordinator position if you didn't have an idea of who your head coach was going to be. Well, obviously Vance Joseph was the head coach in Denver. Maybe they were trying to bring those two back together because if you hire Vance Joseph, you're going to want a young offensive mind at at offensive coordinator, Uh, or you're going to want an innovative offensive mind at offensive coordinator. You're going to want some cohesion at offensive coordinator and someone who can handle the offense. Well, that latter one, that last one is what Gary Kubiak would be since he's worked with Vance Joseph. That to me is interesting. Um, because the idea that Vance Joseph becomes the head coach, well, he doesn't check all the boxes. The one he does check is familiarity. Uh, he failed in Denver. Um, he is a defensive coach. The Bengals really like him. The organization is high on him. But that's about it, right? He's, he's, he's not young. He doesn't check that box. He doesn't check the, the, the offensive coach box. So you need to find a good established coordinator that can handle 
the offensive duties. So that makes sense that they reached out to Gary Kubiak. It does. Um, the Broncos denied it, so it's a moot point at this juncture. But it's interesting. And so to me, I think the Bengals are closer to getting this done and figure out who they want than people realize. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they hire a coach this week. I wouldn't be shocked um, if they, they get things done in the next couple, next couple of days. To me, this thing is is really about who the Bengals are comfortable with. And the reason I think Vance Joseph might be the happy medium and not, might not be the, that make you happy, um, and I certainly wouldn't be that excited for, for Vance Joseph from a fan perspective. I don't, I don't really think he's exciting for the fan base, and I'm not even sure he's a good coach. But Mike Brown, let's say he wants Hugh Jackson, right? Let's just say that. And let's say other members of the front office that Mike trusts and listens to realize that they can't hire Hugh Jackson from a a fan-selling perspective, right? Even though they think he's a really good head coach, they just they can't do it. So let's say that's the case. Well, Mike Brown might not be comfortable hiring Eric Bieniemy or Shane Waldron, who, by the way, his Wikipedia page changed to head coach of the Bengals, so that was weird. Um, and by the way, shout out to Joe Goodberry because I actually remembered Shane Waldron's name, and that's why, because of Wikipedia. Uh, but Shane Waldron, uh, Zach Taylor, Mike Brown might say, nah, I don't want these young guys either. I want someone I trust. The happy medium's probably Vance Joseph. That, that to me, is how I look at it. Um, and so who knows? I could be wrong here, but that's who I would make the favorite. That's who I would make the favorite. Now, there is there was a report over the weekend that the Bengals were interested in interviewing some assistants on teams playing in the wild card round, and they hadn't asked uh, and sent requests yet because they wanted to respect those teams and those coordinators trying to advance in the playoffs or, or, or those assistants. I don't know necessarily if it was a coordinator spot. So that would be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they, over the next day, request, insert whatever name you want, whether Iberflus, who interviewed uh, for the Browns yesterday, the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Um, obviously, the Colts advanced this week. Maybe there's someone on Seattle that the Bengals are interested in. But to me, this is, is quite interesting. And you just you look at the timeline, and obviously it's not like the Bengals have a bunch of, or we have a bunch of names to go off of uh, or precedent to go off of when it comes to the Bengals hiring a new coach. Um, it took the Bengals 16 days to hire Marvin Lewis. 16. So this is day eight uh, of the coaching search. Day eight. Because it was... Uh, Last Monday counts to this Monday. You count today, eight. So you're eight days in. I'm hoping it's this week. I would love to talk about it on the podcast, so I'm hoping. But, yeah, to me, I think the fan reaction for Eric Bieniemy will be the greatest. I think he's the favorite. Uh, obviously a former Bengal, but he comes from Kansas City, right? And I'm not saying it would be the wrong move because I, I get it. Andy Reid coaching tree makes sense. Um, I get it. Former Bengal, familiarity with Mike Brown. My my worry, my concern with this is he's never called plays. My concern um, is is really that. I mean, to me, if you're hiring an offensive guy, don't you want proof 
that they can call plays, that they can run a successful offense. Like right now, he's just the running backs coach and technically the offensive coordinator, but Andy Reid does all the play calling. That doesn't mean that he's not a good coach. That doesn't mean he won't be successful in Cincinnati. I just, that gives me pause. That gives me pause. And to me, just to give you an idea, Hugh Jackson three years ago in 2016, much, much better head coaching candidate, candidate than someone like Eric Bieniemy now. Three years ago, Hugh Jackson would probably be at or near the top of the list as far as head coaching candidates go if he was available this year. And he was then, by the way. Um, took the first job that offered him, and obviously it didn't work out. But the point being um, is both ways. Look, I will be skeptical if they hire Eric Bieniemy. But I also get the excitement because he comes from Kansas City. He comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. He's not one of the in-house candidates. And maybe he can get this offense back on track because it's been awful to watch outside of about six games over the past three years. Bengals offense has been awful to watch. And they need to change that. That's the key to winning. The key to winning, yeah, of course, it's getting linebackers and it's getting um, you know, Carl Lawson back and it's improving on defense. It's also becoming a really good offense, and I think that's the key for next season. And Eric Bieniemy represents hope. He's different, and sometimes different is good, sometimes different is bad, but I totally understand why you would want him. I get it. I totally do. Uh, so my, my list, uh, if I had to give you a list based on the names I've heard right now at 10 a.m. on a Monday as I record this, I would say number one for fans is Eric Bieniemy. Number one, and this is me speculating, for the Bengals is Vance Joseph. Number two, for the fans, is anyone not in-house. That includes Shane Waldron. That includes uh, Munkin from Tampa Bay. That includes any assistant they would hire or, or that they would interview this week. That includes, who am I missing here? I mean, that, anybody that isn't Vance Joseph, Bill Lazor, Hugh Jackson, Darren Simmons. Um, number two for the Bengals, I would say Eric Bieniemy's probably got a good shot. I'd say he's in the top two or three, so I'd put him at two. I'd make Hugh Jackson number three for the Bengals. I think that's where it, that, that's kind of how it shakes out. Um, for fans, it's really anybody but those four. No in-house, which includes Hugh Jackson. That's it. No in-house candidate. Uh, and I get it. I do. Um, I also think it's interesting that the Bengals haven't requested Paul Gunther. And I know they're looking for an offensive mind, but remember Paul Gunther. He he was expected to get head coaching interviews a couple years ago. He's a Bengals defensive coordinator, expected to get him last year, signed a four-year deal in Oakland. I'm just surprised the Bengals haven't went down that road yet. If you're going to go down that road with Vance Joseph, you're not going to consider it with Paul Gunther. Just interesting. That's all. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, let's talk about the playoffs, what happened over the weekend. Yes, I will talk about Lamar Jackson, uh, mainly because, well, you guys tweeted me about it. and You gave me an earful, and we will uh, we will discuss that. But first, a word from the official brewery of the Locked on Bengals podcast, Wiedemann Brewery. If you haven't been there yet, it's such an awesome place. It's in downtown St. Bernard, 10 minutes from downtown Cincinnati. And you're talking about some of the best beer 
in the city. I love it so much. I mean, they have so many different kinds. They have a really good blonde beer. Uh, they have anything you could want from IPAs to seasonals. And here's the difference with Wiedemann in other breweries in the area and other breweries in Cincinnati. Uh, and there's a ton of great ones. But, but Wiedemann's has great food. This isn't, you know, some place where you're going to go drink beer and eat, you know, cardboard pizza. This isn't a place where you're going to go drink awesome beer and and have to order in or eat peanuts or, you know, they they do have peanuts, I believe. And I know they have pretzels at the bar, but they also have awesome food. They have get melts They have a bacon and get pizza that's amazing, far from the cardboard version that you get at other breweries. Great sandwiches, a great burger. It's called the Ellery Burger. It's got double meat, double bacon. It's awesome. So, look, one of the biggest things, uh, honestly, because I used to live right down the street from it uh, before moving to Cleveland, uh, is not being able to go for a walk, have a quick drink, have a quick bite, and and walk back to my house at at Wiedemann's. I love that place, and you should try it out. If you haven't been there yet, it's 10 minutes from downtown Cincinnati. It's on Vine Street in St. Bernard, right off of 75. I mean, you can't miss it. It's just a couple of minutes uh, from Clifton. It's a couple of minutes, I mean, anywhere. So if you're leaving a UC basketball game, stop there. You're talking about a five-minute drive down Vine Street. Uh, If you're going to the UC basketball game beforehand, you want to stop for a quick drink, why go to Clifton and get bombarded with with fans and it's busy and you got to wait for parking and all that? Go to Wiedemann's. And then Uber to the game. It's such a smart decision. So check it out now. And, and if you want more details, just go to WiedemannsFineBeer.com. And, and they have a, a list of, of so many awesome events. They have live music there. Um, it, they have when it, it gets to be springtime. And I know uh, at times over the past couple of days, it's felt a little warmer than, than we expect in January. But... Uh, when spring comes around, they have a full deck. I mean, it's just, it's a really cool place. It's something you should check out. And, uh, if you haven't yet do it. And if you have, let me know, because I want to let them know that, uh, lockdown bagel sent you. So again, go to Wiedemannsfinebeer.com for more details. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into the Locked On Bengals podcast. All right, so yesterday, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, they lose 23-17, excuse me, to the Los Angeles Chargers and Lamar Jackson struggles. And he struggles some more, and he struggles some more. And at one point, I think he had negative two passing yards. And people on Twitter, heck, I even got some texts like, oh, your boy Lamar struggling. James, I told you he just can't do it. And are you kidding me? What? Are you serious? You guys can't be serious. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me get this straight. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers beat a team that they lost to a couple weeks prior on their home field, beat them on the road, and 
you want to criticize the quarterback for struggling? <laughs> Dare I remind you that this happened to Andy Dalton. In his third year as a starter, Andy Dalton, 29 of 51, two interceptions, one touchdown, and a critical fumble, sacked three times, loss to the Chargers on his home field back in 2013. Lamar Jackson, 14 of 29, 194 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and a fumble lost. Andy Dalton's quarterback rating in any of his four playoff games was never better than 67, and that was in 2013. Lamar Jackson's was 79. I didn't even mention his rushing yards. Do I think Lamar Jackson's a finished product? No. But this idea that, oh my God, he was awful until the Chargers went prevent. No. No, no, no. Lamar Jackson was just awful yesterday. But his awful, since he's an elite athlete, is going to produce rushing yards. His awful, since he's an elite athlete and a good football player, is going to produce touchdowns. And it did. Was it too late? Yes. Absolutely was. But Justin Tucker missing a field goal hurt him. You know? I mean, there, there were other things, too. Uh, the running back fumbled that gave the, the Chargers three points. So this idea... That Lamar Jackson cost the Ravens. He's a big reason why they were there. He's a big reason why they made a run to the playoffs. And looking at Andy Dalton's playoff numbers, God, I forgot how bad they were. I really did. I mean, he's awful in the playoffs. And people are like, Andy's better. Andy couldn't have put the Ravens on his back and got him to the playoffs. Ever. James, that defense did. Sure, the defense is really good for Baltimore. I'm not saying that. But the point I've always said, and by the way, Michael Vick in his uh, second season, he won a playoff game and then he got dominated by Philadelphia's defense. It happens, especially in the playoffs. It can happen to, to an elite athlete like Lamar Jackson. The point is simple when it comes to why I thought the Bengals should draft Lamar Jackson. It wasn't for what he could do as a rookie. It was his potential. Andy Dalton's ceiling is 2015. That is his absolute best. And I'm not sure he'll ever get there again. Like if everything is perfect around him, that's his year. That was his Case Keenum year. Case Keenum in Minnesota. No one bought that, but Bengals fans buy Andy Dalton's 2015. Are you serious? What about 2013? What about 2012? Oh, he's his second year. Okay, well, then 2014. All right, well, he had injuries. 2016, 2017, this past year, outside of the first four games, what was Andy Dalton? So stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop doing this. There's no reason to even compare the two. Lamar Jackson has a much higher ceiling than Andy Dalton. That's why I wanted the Bengals to pick him at 21. You take that risk because if it pays off, it's going to be so beneficial for so many years. And it already paid off for the Ravens in year one. He got them to the playoffs. No one thought the Ravens were going to the playoffs. I remember back when I was on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati talking the Ravens up to Mo early in the season. And he's like, dude, the Ravens stink. They lost to the Browns 12 to 9. 
That's what he said. The Hugh Jackson Browns. Things change with Lamar Jackson. Now, is he going to have to evolve? Absolutely. Is he going to be able to run it 17 times a game? Hell no. But this idea that, oh, man, see, see, James, you, you were dead wrong about Lamar. What? How? Because he lost to a future Hall of Fame quarterback in the playoffs? Because the Chargers put Derwin James and seven other defensive backs in on defense and changed their scheme to match what the Ravens do on offense? By the way, maybe the Bengals could have done that when they played the Ravens with their season on the line. Like, this idea is silly to me. So yesterday, yeah, does it mean Lamar Jackson has to evolve? Absolutely. But I knew that before yesterday. I never would have doubted that. The difference is, is there is no evolving for Andy Dalton. He is what he is what he is. And that's it. Um, and one thing that I think is interesting, when you talk about the playoffs, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is destroying it for the Eagles. And I want to talk about that next. But first, a word from my bookie, because where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell you, and I've told you all year long, all season long, use my bookie, whether it's the college football playoff tonight, whether it is NFL playoffs later this week, prop bets, the Super Bowl, NBA playoffs, baseball right around the corner, my bookie is the site for you. They have in-game betting. They have live betting. They have great player perks. And it's a fun and easy way to win big. And look, if you want to bet and you don't want to use your laptop and you want to do it on your mobile device, because let's be honest, we use our cell phones for everything these days. They have an awesome mobile site, very convenient for you. All you got to do is go to MyBookie online right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON25, and they're going to match your initial deposit up to 50%. So get free money. Take advantage of their free money. Use that free money to win big today. Again, it's MyBookie online, and then use promo code LOCKEDON25. You play, you win, you get paid with MyBookie. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Any reason why the Bengals shouldn't consider, along with a lot of other teams, that is, consider reaching out to the Eagles about Carson Wentz? I would. Nick Foles continues to thrive for the Eagles. If he goes to New Orleans next week and wins, uh, the same New Orleans team that dominated the Carson Wentz-led Eagles. Can you really move on from him if you're Philadelphia? Or do you at least consider moving on from Carson Wentz before you pay him big money after multiple injuries? If I'm the Bengals, I'd consider it. I'd make an offer. And whether that's a conditional first and a third, uh, you know, a conditional first and a second, uh, it, it would have to be a lot, right? You have to wow the Eagles. But I would consider it for a few reasons. One, you need that elite talent at quarterback. This isn't a, a Lamar Jackson thing. It's, it's me searching for elite. I want elite talent. Well, Carson Wentz has all of it, every bit of it. 
Now, you might say, well, that's why Philadelphia won't give up on him. And that's probably true. But if you don't have elite, you got to do everything you can to get it, including make some crazy trade offers. So that's one I would do. I would call and inquire about Carson Wentz if the Eagles continue to have success, even if they don't. Uh, and they, they don't win another game, but Nick Foles plays well in the playoffs. I would still try. Um, it would probably be less likely. But if Nick Foles makes another playoff run, let's say they made it to the Super Bowl again in Philadelphia. You're really going to turn him down? Like, let's say they don't even need to win it. You're really going to say, nah, not, not Nick Foles. We're, we're going back to Carson. I feel like it, it's getting harder and harder to do. It really is. Um, so I would consider that. And then what you do, you bring Carson in. He's your starter. You could draft a a backup in the mid-rounds, and you trade Andy to one of these quarterback needy teams for a couple twos, uh, a two and a three, a two, three, and a two. You know, I mean, there's options. So that's what I would be open to if I was the Bengals. Would you? I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, I, I don't at all. Um, and so to me, that that is something that the Bengals should certainly consider. Uh, it's something that a lot of teams should consider. Like the Denver Broncos should consider it. The Jacksonville Jaguars should consider it. A, a lot of teams in the NFL looking for a quarterback. That, that's what I would do. Um, the Giants, obviously, but that'll never happen in division. So that's that's the thing there. And, and so that's the guy if you're an AFC team needing a quarterback. And the NFC is going to be quite interesting because one of these NF- NFC teams, I think, is going to end up with Antonio Brown. It just feels like, and I don't think the Steelers should trade him. I think they should try to smooth things over. But it, it feels like the Steelers and Antonio Brown are headed for a breakup. I wonder where he lands. There are so many good landing spots for Antonio Brown. He fits everywhere. All right? He fits in, in any system. He fits with any quarterback. He fits anywhere and everywhere. You know, I mean, let's go. Let's just name some some teams, right? Chicago, obviously, he fits there. San Francisco, obviously, he fits there. The Chargers, obviously, he fits there, even though that's AFC. The, the Rams, I mean, anyone you want to think West Coast-wise, fits, 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 fits. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. The Saints, he fits there. Ooh, could you imagine? I, I don't think that happens, but could you imagine? Um so, and if you're the Steelers, uh, you know, people in Cleveland are like split on whether or not they would trade for him because it's in division. I don't think the Steelers are trading him to the Browns. I don't think the Steelers are trading him to the Bengals or the Ravens. Um, by the way, as far as free agency goes, and I haven't looked at cap numbers or anything like that, I think, and I said this last year when Le'Veon Bell had his little holdout. Uh, here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. I think I said it to Lindsay Okay when I had her on because she covers the Ravens up there in Baltimore. Um, I said to her that I think that Le'Veon Bell would be a good fit in Baltimore because you'd have Lamar Jackson, Le'Veon Bell. And that was before I'd seen Lamar. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. So everyone's talking about the Jets. Everyone's talking about the Colts. And I, I get why. And if you're Le'Veon Bell, why wouldn't you? Uh, want to play for those teams, uh, especially the Colts. Uh, Jets still young quarterback, plenty to blossom there. I think that's a good landing spot as well. But the Ravens, you can pay back the Steelers. You play them twice a year. You go to a, a well, or uh, you know a well-run organization with a young quarterback who runs a lot. You're going to get the ball. You're going to get touches. You're going to be featured. You're going to rack up numbers. I think that makes a lot of sense. 
So I could see Le'Veon Bell in Baltimore. And again, I haven't looked at cap or anything like that, but I assume these NFL teams, they'll find a way to get it done. And I could see that happening. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We went here, there, and everywhere, but to sum things up, I think Vance Joseph is the leader in the clubhouse right now for the Bengals head coaching position. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson... Um, is what I thought he was. He's still got to develop, and I'm not overreacting to what happened yesterday, especially when he had a better quarterback rating yesterday than Andy Dalton has had in any of his playoff games. And Carson Wentz, yes, please. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Again, even though this is my last week, Locked on Bengals, if you're a diehard Bengals fan, keep it locked right here. There will be a new host in place very, very soon. Uh, Other thing, follow me. On Twitter, at James Erpine. I know this is the last week, but I certainly want to talk Bengals with you. I want to talk football with you. Uh, and I, I want you to listen to the new podcast that I'm going to launch very soon. I do. Uh, I'm excited about it, and I really hope you could do so. So make sure you follow along on Twitter. I'll have more info on that. And until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to our final week edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.